This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Look at my hair. Look at how much white hair I have. Peter, you were changed. Yo, look yes, at this white hair. Look, different. You look different. at this in the last yeah. week. That's Peter. crazy, Peter, man. That's like you look like a like an ajashi. I look like a straight up harabaji, dude. Like, look at this hair. I didn't, I didn't want to say that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy, man. Uh, my that's body like a sh- that's is... A sh- that's a shock of white hair. This is when Rogue from the X-Men got her powers yes. and she got that streak she, of hair yes. because she just couldn't deal with her own humanity Power. anymore. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she turned to mutant. This is what happened. Okay. Oh, my I'm, God. That's crazy. That happened in this past week. Yeah. You did not see this last no. week when we were talking. No. I didn't see this the couple of d- the day afterwards or the day after that. <laughs> I'm tired. I am so drained and tired and sick of feeling scared and You're literally angry. Drained, drained of the color in your hair. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Truly, look at this fucking money. I'm going, yo. That's crazy. I should sue for this. Yeah. Can I sue? What are Lawyers you? who are listening, can I sue for who going I, gray with this sue? anti-Asian hate crime? Tr- I don't know. Trump.org? Somebody, <laughs> somebody got to pay. I need a payout for this. My cortisol levels are fucking crazy. Yeah. My stress. Uh, That's crazy. I go chuketa. For, I'm sh- I'm shocked, shocked by the shock. I'm the shock I'm by sho- the shock. I mean, I, I haven't looked at myself in the mirror, I guess, all week. I'm looking at myself at the, for the first time. This is the first Zoom I've done, by the way, since the attacks. And But, I mean, haven't you seen – what do you look at when you brush your teeth? Look, I look straight down as if I've done something <laughs> wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like a prisoner that, that is just uh, um, pled guilty of all charges, and there's a lot. <laughs> That's so wild. I haven't looked in the mirror. I don't think. I mean, I glance when I got out of the shower and stuff, but when your hair's wet, you don't really see. Yeah, Maja. I've also, folks who are listening, you. I've been on vacation. Vacation. I've gone away for three days. Yeah. Um. Where did you go? I, I went to um, this area called St. Inez Valley, which is okay. like, do you remember Sideways, that movie? Yes. The Paul Sandra Giamatti? O vehicle? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that uh, movie takes place in that area. Oh, wow. So Central Valley, wine okay. country. Okay. I had to get the fuck out. It was yeah. my friend's birthday. He and his partner were going, and I said, I'm going to come too. And they were like... <laughs> Okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> you seem to be having a bad time. And I'm like, yeah, I need this. I need to get away with you. <laughs> and they were like, um, maybe you should bring Eric so it's not awkward. And I'm like, sure, sure, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> we're, we went away. Actually, it was quite cute, if I may indulge a little bit. Yeah. It's this um, 
place called Wells Wells Bread, Bob's Wells Bread, something Bob's like that. Wells ba- bread? Bob's bread, bread, Bob's Wells Bread, Well Bread. I think that's the name of it. It's a bakery with two cottages in the back of this bakery that okay. they Airbnb out, and the cottage is like one bedroom, no closets, like okay. truly like cottage life. Yeah, farmhouse decor, like really white, painted white wood yeah. siding. Yeah, yeah. You know, big oversized lamps. Yeah, and lighting it features. Adorable. It sounds fucking cute it's as shit. <laughs> I mean, you're describing to me like the best situation. Like, what are you talking about? You're like, oh, white. <laughs> it sounds fucking adorable. <laughs> like- it was. It was next to a vineyard. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it was just gorgeous. And um, in the morning, you got a free pastry and a coffee from the bakery, which also makes like <laughs> it, the intensely like amazing breakfast like bacon lardons i'm talking about have you ever had a lardon lard Lard first time i've ever had this thing called lardon like lard lard on lard on lard on lard on yes (laughs) it's like a uh if you had pigs pulling your sleigh you'd be like lard on yeah that's exactly (laughs) what i was imagining I've never had bacon lardons before. I thought bacon was bacon was bacon. In my almost 40 years of life, I thought I had eaten bacon in all its forms. Yes. Did not come, did not know it came in lardons. Okay, see, and this, basic- is, this is also racism. Like, it's two people who love pigs. Like, tejigogi is like my number one kogi, you know? Where's hangyeop sarfim? Yes! And that we did and not have access to this, that we did not know. We were, we've been living a lard. Know a cut we've, been living, lard we've been living a lard off life, and we didn't even know that the switch was could go on. <laughs> we were off lard. Uh, we've been living in a dark lard existence. There was a switch yes. there that we could turn on. This is fucked up. That's fucked up. We were lard. I'm happy cards. for you, but it is fucked up that we did not know. It is. Fu- <laughs> I, I agree. I'm happy that I found this thing, but I am sad. F- I, I'm grieving for the the younger me who yes. did not understand what bacon lardons was. Because we could have had so much more lardon. We could have been living a lard full existence. Um, but now, because of the fact that we're older, older we can also indulge in this lard on existence yeah. as much we as have we would. We have to be shit. careful with it. Yeah. See, this is. I miss the fact that I I hate the fact that my twenties were not dedicated to lardons. Yes. 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 This is. True. Anyway, so I ate <laughs> bacon lardons straight from this fucking farm nearby. Chicken <sighs> egg. Like, have you ever cracked a poached egg and it oozes out gold? Like literally, kum sekar. It, it true. You, I have never. Okay, so is this white hair because you actually, that's from actually joy, ecstasy? You had, you bed into your first lardon and you're like, oh. My hair went gold. My, <laughs> My hair, hair went, went gray. gray. Because yeah. of how great it was. Because it sounds like an yeah. amazing experience. But what, whatever, go on. It was incredible. I will say, I'm, so, I'm sorry if everyone's struggling. I am struggling as well. I cried through most of this trip. I was in Santa Barbara, same valley, and I will say I felt it was I was too scared to be outside with random people, yeah. all of all colors, but mostly whites. Yeah, yeah. I was scared, yeah. and I, I understand this is a quote irrational fear, but is it irrational? 
I don't I don't really think it is anymore. On top of that, that another shooting in Boulder, Colorado. Like at a fucking I'm not even get I'm not even going to touch that. I can't. I got to roll it back. And I got to get back to the Lardons because <laughs> I was having a great time with this poached ass egg farm fresh bacon Lardons on a a cheddar biscuit that they made with uh, with wild mushrooms and sausage gravy. Oh my god. Yo, I'm telling you right now. Wild mushrooms. I have never I never knew about this reach. I mean, you hear about it in, in sideways and you hear about right. it like Santa Barbara, folklore, white country, folklore, blah, blah, yeah, yeah, yeah. folklore. Yeah. But there is this whole area called Los Alamos. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's literally a quarter mile strip of land. Okay. But it has quite possibly the best pizza I've ever had. The best breakfast I've ever had. Okay. The, uh, tr- like, I'm telling you right now, best wine I've ever had. Like, okay. it Those is... are all the food groups. <laughs> <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> breakfast, pizza, pizza, and wine. Pizza and wine. When you're depressed, when you're going through something like this, yeah. bread, cheese, fat, salt, Sweet, the, like this is what we need. What was the pizza? What is the? Topic? It was this place. Yo, it was this place called. I could. Oh, it was such a stupid name, like Full of Life Flatbread Company or something like that. Okay. They didn't even call it pizza because they were like, you know what? We're not even gonna fuck around. We're gonna call it flatbread so that you eat it yeah. thinking it's flatbread and you fucking blow your mind because it's the best pizza you've ever had. Okay, they catfished you. I'm talking like yeah. Napoli style. Yeah thin crust but yeasty and chewy and crackly at the same time and the the server was this korean kid it was his fifth day serving and it was like he he i mean this is a kid that i looked like when i was young yeah like gelled up hair a thick gold chain on a black t-shirt oh my god <laughs> I, oh my god yes <laughs> he charged us for everything yeah for parmesan yeah for um oil to dip in yeah because you know like my fucking yeah, needy it, ass is like give me some oil and vinegar so i could dip the crust in yeah i'm not gonna eat this crust dry, dry they yeah. touch me for every bit of it they love it it was crazy mm-hmm. i was i almost like pulled him aside because he's clearly young like yeah. not even 21 i think he's probably all the i almost pulled him aside yeah. and i was like you should have told me that this was not gonna so be bizarre. charged yeah because then I would have given given it to you via tip. Yeah. And now your tip is suffering and I need you to know. <laughs> this is Asian on Asian violence. Yeah. Okay. This is wisdom. This is fucking elder wisdom. Anya. Being... <laughs> Anya. So what happened was But he... I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I so what happened is he because... actually cursed you and that's why your hair is gray. <laughs> <laughs> you guys... Wait. So I'll, what? I'll what, put this what, on the Patreon. Yeah. But I so can. what was what was on the on this pizza? Can you describe it's it to hair. me slowly? We had four pizzas. This kid. It was his fifth day. I'm just gonna say that he was. He, it was his fifth day after training. So like he's really fresh. Yeah. There's like the smaller version of the pizza and the larger version of the pizza. Mm-hmm. And this motherfucker put in. We ordered four pizzas. He only and put drinks. in the larges. He put in all larges. They were twenty five dollars <laughs> per pie. Oh my god. <laughs> he like I'm sure like he's not thinking like let's fuck them you yeah. know like put 
or he just saw how fat me and my friends were. We're like, <laughs> we it's a it was a very like gay friendly town. Sure. Progressive. Sure. Uh, there was a lot of different ethnicities working mm-hmm. and. You know, like wine country, you just think it's going to be like super hoity-toity white. Sure. But it was so progressive. There were signs like Black Lives Matter signs everywhere. We don't call police signs. Like it was very like I needed to feel safe. Yeah, that's safe. You know, like um, a Western expanse type of saloon town feel. Yes. You know, you know that we know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, I've seen that. That's always so triggering because it's like, (gasps) They killed us to mine for gold, you know. So yeah, like, especially in California, people who aren't from California, there are parts of California that are incredibly conservative, like uh, crazy, crazy conservative. conservative. These mountain towns, mountain towns. Like I yes. recently, I, w- I when I went out there, I was in one, and it actually this I just in this like log cabin on the side where there's like also Hell's Angels in the parking lot. Dude, <laughs> it was scary once we went in. Scary, scary, and there were plaques on the walls of the owner of the restaurant who had been given awards by the Republican Party of California. Pictures of OMG. him with fucking Reagan. Guess what? Oh, Guess oh, what? Who was what? his wife? Korean. Uh-huh. I knew it. His wife was I Korean. Fucking knew it. And he died. <gasps> thank God. Oh, we're gonna... He died. <sighs> but then she was there holding court. No. Yeah. That's a get out situ- that's yeah, that's a get out situation. That's a Miss Kim situation. Yeah, that's She's out Kim. here. <laughs> yeah. That's a get out situation. And I did. I got out. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. She did I, not make uh, it up. But there she, are parts of California that are very conservative. So it's great that, especially. Super conservative. Yes. And also very conservative, specific to Asian, against Asian people. Because, against Asians. Yeah. Yes. Because they know they're very. That's the other in their area. Right. Because Mexicans and indigenous people were there before, before. California became yeah. California. So yes. the white people know not to like really make a hubbub. Mm-hmm. Like they just stay away. Yeah. And it's much more segregated. Yeah, it's much more segregated. (laughs) (laughs) But like, yeah, Asians are very othered in parts and not LA and San Francisco. So I was scared, but this place was very like affirming of like, we're not those types. We're here to serve. We're here to celebrate good wine and good food. We're here for hedonism. Yeah. And I mean, we'll take all of your Asian dollars, sir. Hello. That, that is true capitalism mm. cannot be racist Majum, Majum, it's Majum, equitable Majum. right yeah i don't care what your face looks like or mm. what you serve or you pray to or tone you're is always green tone is always green tone is tone bitch yeah. yes uh, but so it, it felt very that um so it felt good but i will say in santa barbara i was scared mm. i felt i felt my heart racing you know like I just couldn't like every time I saw someone wearing like a glimpse of camo, I was like, run the other way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I, you know, I haven't, I, you're right. I hadn't actually articulated it that way, but I mean, I've been a little afraid and wary of being in super public places since the uh-huh. beginning. Since the beginning of the pandemic, you know, there, cause there was that initial wave. Right. And then kind of when you tell your body, Hey, we're gonna be afraid when we go outside. Your body learns that. It's yes. a, that's a, that's something that is learned, and uh, your body wants you to survive. So once you tell them this is a survival mode thing, it will always default to that. You know, right. like that's just how we react now when we go out. And and I didn't, I you know what? Honestly, I didn't think about it, but because I have been really anxious lately. But you're right. That's what it is. I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. You're afraid. I'm afraid. Yeah. It's scary. And and by the way. Don't let anyone tell you that your fear is irrational. 
and unjust or not justified because people will tell you people have told me in so many words this is a one-off thing this has nothing to do with you like trying to separate me from the trauma right and uh by the way i just want to say after our podcast last week Mm -hmm. which we I don't know. Not not really that successfully processed anything. No, we did not. <laughs> I mean, it was a very good conversation and we really needed it from you each other. You and I other. needed it. Yeah, from each other. Yes, from each other. But yeah. I don't like, know what anyone else got out of it. Yeah, and I mean, but, honestly, I, I, I thought about it and I was like, I wish that we had processed it a little better. That we had come me to too. Some, yeah. Um, some kind of wrap up. Yeah. Some kind of like point of view on it, but um, I still don't have one. Yes. Yeah. We're just still in it. We're still in it. And we're just trying to grasp at any type of context for this. There just isn't. And every day there's more stuff that comes out. So I did what I do, which is just absolutely pop all the way the fuck off. This is true. Yeah. yeah. You've heard me on this pod. You yeah. understand what this is. <laughs> this should not be news to anybody. <laughs> this is not news to anyone. You're actually like, I'm bored. Give me another Asian podcast. Please don't. Actually. I, pl- yeah, please don't. <laughs> we need you. Um, so we, I, I sent an email to my team. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if I should be talking about this on the pod. Usually we talk like shit on the Patreon. Yeah. Which, by the way, new members of Patreon, thank you so much. Thank you we so much. We see you. We we love you. And appreciate you. We will you. get to the merch. Yeah. Um, I just need a, a few more days of getting drunk and high yeah. and <laughs> self-soothing. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get to it. We will. I promise. Um, what was I saying? So I sent an email to my team. I'm going to say this because I, I it might inspire other people to do the hard thing which is speak up for yourself yeah i mean you also didn't just do this with your team i think it can be you can extrapolate it to like you told the white people in your life in the white people that matter in my life yes which are my family whites yes and uh money whites money whites yeah whites that touch my money yes which is a lot yeah most people who touch my money are white, except for my accountant who's black, which yeah. that will always be the case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one closest to my money will always be African-American. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I, I did this to um, a I was feeling all sorts of rage and all sorts of righteous indignancy mm-hmm. and feeling sick of being gaslit. An overwhelming experience of Han. Yeah. Which, by the way, I've been doing a lot of research on Han. We're writing a a thing called Han, but we also... It is famously hard to um, define. Define, yeah. For Mm non-Koreans. But I found this clip on Korea Society on YouTube. Please go check that out. They have great stuff on there. Uh, It's this professor named Michael Deshin who who try, who attempts to break down and does Han for non-Koreans mm-hmm. and he pulls up 
this quote from Anthony Bourdain from Parts Unknown when he goes to Korea. Yeah. And Anthony Bourdain being, uh, rest in peace, uh, being the emotionally available human that he was. Yes. And really dark and fucked up yes, person. A dark person, yes. I think really was the closest non-Korean to come to understand Han. Yes, because he has a lot of rage. He had a lot of rage. So much rage. Yeah. So much uh, uh, built-in sorrow. Mm -hmm. And he said this. He says, Han, this is a quote from Anthony Bourdain. Han, my favorite Korean word. It has many implied and specific meanings, but generally speaking, it's a mixture of endurance, yearning, sorrow, regret, Bitterness, spite, hatred, and a grim determination to bide your time until revenge can at last <laughs> be, be enacted. <laughs> and the thing is, think about how many words that so many words to encompass some shit that One we thing. all to encompass some shit that all Koreans intuit. And fucking instinctively, it's in our fucking DNA. Instinctively understand, and it is both all of those things. It's anger, and the thing is, when you think about how often you oftentimes spontaneously cry when you get really angry, yeah, that's the feeling, and that's it is. The Han. It's that's the Han, and I, you know, I think you know, you probably read about this but it's like you know Han is also stereotypically known inside of like academic circles as like a post-colonial sort of idea and theory um but I would argue that that it's a latent thing that has always existed because we have yeah. always been shat upon by always. the surrounding countries we have thousands always, of years thousands of years and always struggled to create our own distinct identity you know between two really large imperial powers Right. Not to with notwithstanding the colonial one that was waiting in the wings, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, and we, we we've only been Hanguk Saramder, Hanguk, yeah, Korea, yeah. We've only been Hanguk for less than a hundred years. Yes, yes. And not no, that's not true. But very close to that. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, we it's became, like, you know, South Korea, North Korea in 1950s. But before that, we were Joseon. Yeah. Joseon Empire until the Japanese, you know, did imperialization yeah. <laughs> did their thing on us. Oof. And um, I was breathing so deeply. Like I looked up at Eric after our podcast and he's like, how are you feeling? And I just looked up at him and I was like, I, it's hard to breathe. Yeah. I feel like my chest is like caving into an abyss. Yeah. And, you know, I kept like breathing so hard, which we all know as Hansum. Yeah. <sighs> this deep sigh. And <laughs> it is the breath of Han yeah. is what we're trying to release. And this Han is even bigger and more... It's taken on a new identity now for Korean Americans. Yes. Like this is a new evolution of Han. Yes. I mean, it's galvanized the sort of latent anger. The thing yes. that we, all of us were. It's what we yes. thought we didn't have. Yes. Because we thought we were 
uh, American. Yeah. <laughs> we were nice little. Wegu's had a, you know, like you live in America. Wegu's is harmon. Like, you know, you kind of like learn to relax. You play, that's what all this corp is about. You know, uh, so much corpo. <laughs> you know, you're buying Fendi. Yeah. And you're, you're trying you to know, buy it away. You're trying to buy it away. You're trying to swing it away. You're trying, you're trying to, to eat it away. You're, you're eating at all away. the nice restaurants. Yeah. You're going to Alinea, getting the tasting course. You're you know, all like, the things. We're doing it. But the this moment has really galvanized, I think, yeah, the feeling of being othered. And the thing about it is, I think the examination within the Korean American community also is happening. Like, you know, whether or not you want to consider them, you, you consider yourself a, a Asian American person who was complicit in yeah. white supremacy, uh, an Asian American person who very willingly um, always turned a blind eye to things. I think uh -huh. there's a moment of reckoning that is occurring within the community even and a lot of recognition of like um, suppressed rage that yeah. that they are finally recognizing as such. And I, I mean, we had that. I, you've always been aware, but I particularly had an awakening about my own suppressed rage after the mm. Trump election. So it's been a couple of years. Right. Um, right. I would say that also between as the two of us process this and the people that are listening who are processing, and even I would say Fockers who are processing, I think with every single moment like this, we have to, I feel like I'm learning how to even do that. And it's not uniform. I wish that it was. I wish we could all go to, we could lord on. I wish we could all lord on. <laughs> But I, we I mean, are we are stripped of what you and I Koreans mm. do in moments of great Han and sorrow, which is get together, eat, drink, and sing. Yeah, and this has been stripped from us, yeah. and we are being gaslit and killed and attacked. So guess what? Sociologically, this Han has to go somewhere. It it's gonna come out some way. And I am, I'm afraid. I honestly am a little scared of how this new second, third generation Korean American Han is going to play out because it is dangerous. Like there, there's a reason why they say don't poke the tiger. You know what I mean? Like do not. There is, Han is a suppressive force until it unleashes. And when it unleashes, I guarantee you, it will be for the worse. It's not going to be a kumbaya moment. You know what I mean? It's not, yeah. I just need all the Koreans and, and Han-filled folks on this podcast to understand we need to release the Han before it builds up to something negative. We really do. Yeah. We have to practice releasing Han. It's like how straight toxic straight men talk about needing to come and how the poison builds up inside of their gonads and that's why they can't help themselves this is it's a so toxic said, energy so we have we have we can't have blue han balls you're talking about blue yeah blue yeah yes that's what i'm talking about so you can't blue ball the han han must be exorciated at immediately it must be spewed we spewed must spewed upon you must look down in shame as you brush your teeth <laughs> because the han has been spewed all over and spilled 
all over. This is not healthy for us. We have to sing. We yeah, have I, to have norebang. I know. Or or we need a new a coping mechanism. A new thing for us, because culturally speaking, because you know we don't talk about feelings well. No. Even in this podcast, you I guarantee you our listeners have to constantly lower the volume <laughs> in their cars, in their AirPods, because we are screaming <laughs> all the time. It's. <laughs> I. I. Yes. I. Are you saying? I have not personally indulged and been numbing. I have fully been just in work mode. Like I was telling you this, like I am in a very much like immigrant, like I'm going to plow the fields until these feelings go away. And that's what I've just been doing. I have been incessantly Ugh. working, incessantly making meetings, incessantly just like, I, I, I didn't, I, I, I realized that's what I was doing, but I didn't, um, it didn't occur to me that it might be bad <laughs> until until what you're talking about. Because like I, it's got to come out somehow. Yeah, because otherwise to. I'm gonna. Um, it will come out, and it'll be. Just, yeah, and you'll take it out on the people you love. Yes, for and sure. I mean, that's we who, can't that's be doing who that. Usually takes it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that's why I don't have a lot of people around me because it, I, I feel like I'm like. Do you know that character Cyclops from mm. X-Men? Yeah. You know when he doesn't have his glasses on, it's like uncontrollable optics yeah. spew? Yeah. That is how I feel, and which is why I keep my eyes closed and people <laughs> far away from my radio blast. Yeah. And I, what I'm realizing to wrap this part up is that I have to stop doing that. I have to let people in, and I have to trust people and in order for me to trust people especially my money whites yeah. i had to send an email saying this is where i stand this is how i feel and this is how i believe you as white gatekeepers of hollywood mm -hmm. have contributed to the situation that is now whether you did or you didn't or you thought about it or you didn't you did i did and if I did, you did. guarantee you, yeah. you fucking did. Mm -hmm. So let's examine that together because I cannot move forward in, quote, Hollywood, which is and being in the position of of reflecting my Asian-American, Korean-American experience and whatever pushback I've been getting. I can't move forward unless I know where the fuck you are so let me know if this is something you're not trying to fuck with you're not trying to hear me this is annoying for you please tell me because i'd rather know and i'll respect you for it i won't even be mad i and i'd love to throw my commissions at someone else who does care Ooh. i got I an email from my jewish lawyer yeah, I was very proud oh, of you. Oh, I sent you that. that email. Yeah, I was very proud Thank of you. Let me ask you this though. Mm. Did you do you feel like I should not have sent that? No. I think that you being you, it's impossible. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's impossible to have expected you not to pop off. So like for you to stifle yourself in that way in the name of I don't And that's the other part. What would would have what 
would asking you to not have said that been asking of you? Do you know what I mean? Like, why would I yeah, ask you the to? The cost would be too much. Yes. And and for what price? Like, what's really, what is it really costing any of the money whites? You know what I mean? Like, there are so many crazy demands that people inside of the industry have of their management and team. You know, we know this from the news. Like, how many people yeah. have been like, oh, will you just handle the fact that I have a drug addiction, sex addiction, right. that I um, am a predator? and Army all... Hammer? Yeah. You everyone... let Army Hammer happen for that long? And everyone's like, yeah, that's good. Okay, we can understand it. We love you. We believe in your talent and we are your money whites. Uh, we are right. here for you. We stand right. with you and thank you. And that's, right. what, that's what the job is. To eat some shit is a part of the job. Yes. And y you don't want to eat my shit because you don't respect my shit. All of a sudden, you love getting shat on by everyone else. Yeah. But when my ass shits on you, mm -hmm. you're cringing. Yeah. What? My only my shit stinks. No, only no, my no, shit honey, stinks. Trust me, uh, my shit stinks. My, my something's <laughs> wrong with my insides. Actually. Something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> internally yeah i'm not right yeah and i will see an internist for that but <laughs> i'll i'll guarantee you right now army hammer shit is 10 times stinkier than yes mine. and bigger he's so tall bigger he's he's a huge guy yeah those are huge shits it actually hurts when he shits on you yes it's a rock slide <laughs> now <laughs> i'm sorry if you're eating and listening to this but also <laughs> never eat when you listen to this podcast It'll only we can meal. eat while we do this podcast <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done that in so long. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so I sent this email to my reps. And um, I'll tell you, some of them responded well and some of them did not. And um, yeah, uh, the Patreon will hear who exactly we're talking about. Yes. But. I just need y'all to know I sent that email standing up for what I need. And basically what I, was it a way to weed out my money whites? Sure. It was. And some of them weeded themselves out, which, okay. I'm it's not even, it's, it's scythe season, I'm, I'm baby. Upset. It's, it's scythe season. season. Yes. <laughs> I mean, out of my life. Because I can't control how you think or what you do, yeah. but I can control if you take my coin, that's the only control I have. So I'm taking some of it back now. Thank you very much. And I also sent, you know, an email to the family because I don't know if you experienced this, but my I was very, very upset and distraught and no one in my family, i.e. Eric's family, reached out to me. Yeah. And a few days later, I cry, like in tears asked Eric to reach out to his family, and which is a difficult thing for him because he doesn't even get along with them. Right. So it's such a difficult position, right? Mm -hmm. Which I understand. And I also wrote them an email very similar saying like... I don't understand as the only person of color in your family mm -hmm. that Zooms with you every week, 
right. talks about my experience and I, you know, uh, my immigrant ass experience and the trauma of being othered in this country. Mm. But as a citizen, yeah, you know, after hearing about stuff like that, the least you can do is reach out and say, "God, are you okay? I'm so sorry. You're hurting." Et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And long story short, everyone's cool. Yeah. But they, some of them didn't know to connect that experience with me. Some of them didn't really? realize okay. what to say to me, mm-hmm. how to approach me. That's true. That is true. A lot of it was I'm scared yeah. Yeah. to say the wrong thing. Sure. That's understandable. So this is what we are up against as Korean Americans, as Asian Americans Mm -hmm. living in a white world, a white society. Mm -hmm. We are up against not only those who are afraid of us. We are up against those who are afraid of themselves. Right. And they love us. And they love us and our food and our cities. Mm -hmm. So... This this harkens back to like what happened at Second City, yeah, in in 2016, and I wrote this article for Chicago Magazine saying like, don't be fooled. Like it's not the people who are like outwardly racist and you know, fucking attacking us. Yeah, that's the problem. The problem is the liberal silence because of your ego. And how bad you might feel if you said something uncomfortable or you made the the discomfort and embarrassment and the avoidance of that is so sickeningly ever present. It's everywhere. It's exactly why we don't get anything anywhere because, quote, the whites that are understanding us don't wa- actually want to listen. They just want to not be bad. Can I can I ask and, can I ask you something? Yeah. I Yes. I don't it would have never occurred to me to look for that from my white family. I didn't I'll tell you why. Because your white family are Jewish immigrants from Russia. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's why. Yeah. But they that doesn't excuse them from no, understanding no. their privilege sure. of basic public safety. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just I guess in my mind, I don't I lit I say this because I literally said this to my husband before I came downstairs. I was like, I looked at him and I said, you know, because of the relationship that we have in the relationship, I mean, you know this, like, I don't, I don't have a lot of empathy for other people. I don't, it's just sort of like, get it together, <laughs> yeah. get it together. Like yeah. I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm fucking, I did it with the left, like get it fucking together. You're, you have yeah. all the advantages. Like, I mean, no uh-huh. one in your family didn't go to college. Like, shut the fuck up. It's sort yeah. of my general attitude about a lot of stuff. I lack right. empathy. I, I do find it hard to, um, yeah, this, it's hard. And, but in return, I don't look for it from him. And I, mm. I think that's where a lot of the problem is like he wants it from me. And I'm just like, OK, I'm going to try. But I literally looked at him stone in the, cold in the face. I was like, I understand that you are a hater, 
But I was like, and um, I looked at him and I said, but I, it, but that's okay because I don't actually need your support. <laughs> <sighs> because I Is don't. Is that true? Yes. I don't. I never. I think that would feel crazy. Like, I, I mean, I told, I talked to you about this, like getting messages of support and concern from my friends felt crazy because I do this alone. I'm not looking for strength from anybody aside from myself and other people of color and you and you know what I mean? Like I talked to my parents, mm -hmm. what the fuck do I want it from anybody else? They, that's sort of where I come from with it. It's like, I think that's much more like um, bunker mentality it's like, mm -hmm. well, they've shown their faces. I'm not gonna. They've already proven them. them. Yeah, they've already proven themselves. But I can't. But how do you reconcile then? I mean, this is such a loaded question because I'm doing the same thing. But, but you, but you, are, I had to ask myself, how do I reconcile being in my home without saying my truth? That's that's the thing. For you, you make your truth always a part of your public and creative persona. It is woven in, not it just as a piece of a thread that's woven in through your tapestry. It is something that is clear and upfront. I don't think it's as act true of like what I'm trying to do. I think you have also a higher threshold for like, you made a deal with yourself where you're like, I can't tolerate this type of, um, like the ethical dilemma of it was different for you. For me, I just am yeah. not looking for it from them. For you, the fact that they didn't supply I don't it think I, yeah. meant that they were I complicit. honestly don't think I was. I, I think after the Atlanta shootings, I just can't move forward right. without it. Right. It's just I, too much. I think there's a part of me that is much more cynical about it. Right, right. And I, I get that. Yeah. And you have every right to be because that's what you know. Mm -hmm. But I was in such a state of, I, I really was um, triggered and I I hadn't been that scared, honestly, since 2016 when, like, yeah. when I was on stage and I thought I every night I was going to get shot yeah. by someone who walked into the theater. Like, and I understand that you know, my brain is taking my fears to the nth degree, but that is what a trauma brain does. Yes. And, and when I, I thought about these women, these older Asian women fearing for their lives, it just brought me back to what I experienced day one of life yeah. and how uncertain and unsafe my home is. And, you know, I talked about this last week and that that has been ever present in my life. But I've kind of just I've had to just work it out and be like, well, I can't fucking be afraid every day of my life. So I have to be brave and I have mm -hmm. to be strong. And when the Atlanta shootings happened and that sheriff gaslit us on national TV. Yes. That's when I was like, OK, if I can't if I'm trapped then everybody has to show their cards. Yeah. Everyone in my life. You have to either pledge that you're with me or continue to be silent 
and blind to your privilege. And I, it's a tall order to ask for people to check their entire existence and their point of view on their entire existence. It's not. It's not. It's not not at this moment. It's not not at much. this moment. Yeah, it's not too much to ask. Not in 2021. No, it's not. During and that's, and that's a pandemic. Minimum. Yeah, and it's the minimum that needs to occur if there's going to be real change. I have right. arrived there. I think that that sort of emotional internal conversation, that dialogue needs to occur with every single person. And it, I mean, the thing is, like, you and I have had this conversation with ourselves. You and I, two people of color who, like, I mean, just like across the board, the fact that you and I have had this conversation with ourselves and that there are white people out there that still haven't is, a, is the reason why this persists. Yeah. There needs to be more conversations with yourself about the shit, about yeah. the, the actual shit. So yeah. I think you sending that email uh, is a totally was you were you were trying to trigger that conversation. Uh, yeah, you're demanding I was. it. I'm demanding it. Yeah, I'm saying hello. Playtime's over. Yeah. You've been on you've been on recess, emotional, psychological, cultural recess mm -hmm. since y'all came over and did y'all shit. Mm -hmm. And now I'm saying it's time it's playtime's over. Cause I'm sick of working. All right? It's your time to work. Yeah. It's your time to be scared. Mm -hmm. It's your time to be do the emotional labor. And yeah. I dem I'm demanding it from everyone in my life. I'm not just white people. Yeah, everybody. Koreans. Yes. My my own people. I'm yes. demanding it. Yes. I don't I can't sit here and hear you joke about you know the inequities of black people and brown people in our, in our country or other types of Asians that you know like if the arrow is not pointed towards power, you shouldn't joke about it. Yeah. I'm done. And it's those little slides that that led us to this point. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is the same thing that happened with Me Too and Black Lives Matter and all of it. It is OK. We're, we're at the end of the stop. We're <laughs> the world. It's scythe season. It's <laughs> so. So put your head down. <laughs> Before the scythe comes, put your head down and think for a second. Pretend you're pretend you're brushing Peter's teeth and keep your head down. <laughs> like I mean, I 100% was so proud of you and, and supported what what you did. For me personally, I am of the opinion, and maybe this is again the cynical, and it's just I don't care if they do because I don't think they will. Here's. Okay. Here's my yes and to that. Here's yeah. my yes and to that. Yeah. I am also cynical. Yeah. And I also don't think you're here for me. Yeah. But now you will lie. Yes. I, yes. That's true. Lie to me. Respect me enough to yes. fucking lie to me. Yes. I want to be lied to. You know, guess what? I had to lie to you. I had to code switch for you every, every fucking day. day. I lie all the time. All right. Yeah. I just want everyone to struggle the mm. same. Gotcha. And if true. that means we all don't struggle, then holla fucking luya. Okay. <laughs> but if I struggle, you best believe you are going to struggle. I can't live in a world where you say, oh, I just, I'll never know what that feels like. Well, get to know it. Yeah. 
open your heart up for my pain and my trauma because you're about to feel it. If I have to feel it, you have to feel it. That's equity. And if I, if I don't have to feel pain, then you don't have to feel pain. So let's all work together. How about that? I'm sick of it. I'm sick of white people not talking to their white people about how whiteness is disgusting. If I was in Korea and we were, I guarantee you, we would have had to have this conversation with ourselves with Filipinos. Yes. And Thai people. people. And how much we fucking shit on them. Well, uh, uh, Vietnamese people. Yeah. Yes. So why, why, if I have to demand it from my people in Korea, then you have to demand it from your people in America. Demand better from your people. It's okay to be fucking uncomfortable, man. Like, we are uncomfortable <laughs> all the time. Unji and I were just talking about how we, it, it's hard for us to go outside. Yeah. This has inspired me. Okay, I will also do this. I, gotta, I, gotta, I will also do this. I will demand this of my family. I don't know if I'm, I, I, is that in my nature to pop off in this way? But I think I will write a strongly worded I think, email. <laughs> the popping off is unnecessary. <laughs> I the will popping a, off is unnecessary, I, I will say. I will send a strongly worded email asking for the empathy and respect of my family, which yeah. is now that I'm saying it out loud, is insane that I didn't ask or expect it from them. <laughs> Even say that. Yeah. Even say yeah. that because y- you and I, have the burden to we bear the burden to be stronger yes you do it by yourself you do it alone no one is gonna i'm saying we don't have to anymore we don't have to if you demand it from your people around you you might not get the answer you want but then you don't have to pretend and at least that burden's off we carry too many things as people of color, as queer individuals, you know, living in America, <sighs> fucking trying to stabilize the mind from a, a the trauma of prov- poverty, mm-hmm. you know, like, come on, man, it's too much. And for us to say like, <laughs> oh, but that's our lot in life. No, that's why the Han builds. And that's why bad shit happens. Like fucking all of our cancers yeah. can be solved by us just demanding to be treated as humans. That's your gray I, hair. I don't know, don't, that's your gray that's hair. That's my gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> that's the reason why I, own, that's why I always have yeast infections. I know this. <laughs> I know your, this. Your yeast infection is my gray hair. <laughs> We have to release the hunt. We have to release it. Otherwise, we're dying from the inside. Yeah. All right. Release your own Han. Yeah. Take a quick break and we'll be right back. Psy shot to international fame after releasing Gangnam Style. Psy, come on out! every country there are so many Koreans there and they are literally I don't know why but they feel some kind of proud about me I honestly was not that kind of artist I was some sort of notorious in Korea mm-hmm. and I was like some sort of like a badass you know <laughs> sorry about that language but but all of a sudden they are saying like hey Sai be in a good health 
Hey, Sai, I'm so proud of you. That kind of thing. So it's kind of pressure, but still so touching. All right, we're back. So did you read this Jay Leno apology? I just saw this. <laughs> I mean, I don't know who said. Oh so, you know what I think? God. I think someone in his life some, uh-huh. I wonder if some Asian person in his family sent him Demanded that, better that, for that him. email. Yeah. Like well, whatever nephew, pray. whatever nephew's, um, whatever nephew's girlfriend popped off to their family. You yes. know what I mean? <laughs> or yes. Whatever. Whoever did this. Said, hell no. Hell no. God's work. Uncle, Uncle God's Jay. Work. That's God's work. Thank you. You did it. You did it. Hi, so Jay Leno <laughs> apologized. Um, I don't know exactly to who. Maybe um, to NBC News. The- <laughs> to to Variety. Variety. To Deadline. Um, like I don't know. <laughs> he made sure I, I got did, out. I did read this in Variety, so yeah. I think he did apologize on there. <laughs> to who? I'm not sure who he apologized to, mm-hmm. but um, he said uh, the so Mana M A N A A Media Action Network for Asian Americans have been uh, basically on a 15 year campaign, mm-hmm. an activist campaign. Um, and, uh, you know, basically bringing Jay Leno. It's been a long time. I remember this. To justice. Yes. It's been a long time. They've been after him because he's, he's one of the most public and most irreverent perpetrators of very painful Mm -hmm. Asian stereotypes that were a part of a huge nightly audience. Huge. Huge. I mean, this is before like the kind of cable and streaming shit. Like his audience was Ellen yes. pre Ellen pre um yeah meaning me the meaning the the the, the, the meaning I'm calling it the M E A N dash ing when oh she, the meaning yeah. <laughs> when she got called out for being mean yeah folks <laughs> the meaning how um, dare we ruin this billionaire tycoon's life <laughs> but anyways like, I mean, mean the numbers that he put up on a nightly basis and the type of humor yeah. and threshold. For that that he yeah. put inside of our culture yeah. mm-hmm. i mean it's been going on for a long time i, I know this campaign forever it's been, forever decades decades and we we talked about this when that america's got talent thing happened yeah. and gabrielle union was like hell no i'm not i don't want any part of this yes which thank you sis yes um jay leno was making dog jokes koreans eating dog jokes forever you know really what we Pre-Atlanta mm-hmm. have been calling, oh, hack yes. comedy. Yes. We just called it hack because it's old. And before then, it's also like, well, he's also old. Or, I mean, how many allowances no. and excuses that uh, no, you're Asian getting American, zero. Yes. No more. No. You're getting absolutely zero. This, you knew that this was bad. Yes. He even said, quote, at the time I did these jokes, I genuinely thought them to be harmless I was making fun of our enemy, North Korea. And like most jokes, there was a ring of truth to them. Mm. That's what he said. That was his justification. Okay. He continues saying, at the time, there was a prevailing attitude that some group is always complaining about something. So don't worry about it. Whenever we receive the complaint, there will be two sides to the discussion. Either we need to deal with this or screw them if they can't take a joke. Okay. So this is an apology? 
<laughs> it's wrapping up. Okay. <laughs> Said too many times I sided with the latter, even when in my heart I knew it was wrong. Okay. So he knew. So you are telling me right now, you, your heart and your soul, Mr. Leno, yeah. you knew it was wrong. You knew better? And you said, let's do it anyway. Because you're a fucking coward. That's so that, that changes the tenor of the joke. Now. And that's actually not Now well you're meaning. being evil. Yeah, now you're actually yeah, being you're evil. You're actually poisoning. And you, you're knowingly poisoning. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Trump doesn't know. No. I, actually, I don't know if that's I, yeah, true. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I don't I, know I, what I, he I don't, knows. He's a yeah. fucking idiot. He said, I am issuing this apology. I do not consider this particular case to be another example of cancel culture, but a legitimate wrong that was done on my part. Mana has been very gracious in accepting my apology. So he uh, apologized to Mana. Okay. Okay. So Mana out here uh, accepting apologies for us. Okay. I hope that the Asian American community will be able to accept it as well. And I hope I can live up to their expectations in the future. First of all, we have zero expectations from you or for you. So you'll be living up to nothing, which is exactly what you've been doing your entire comedy career. Yeah. Okay. Being a fucking corporate NBC shill. I just got a chill when you said shill. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm serious. I mean, it's like... I can't imagine the fact that he heard about this news and the way that he reacted and given the outpouring of pain and uh, the sharing of stories that has been occurring within the Asian American community, for him to witness that. And for his big revelation is, man, so maybe that organization that's been hounding me for decades Maybe decades they, decades maybe they have a point maybe all those dog jokes wow yeah i'm actually gonna i'm gonna go and and i'm gonna revisit that he didn't give him any money he didn't make a contribution no he not didn't, that i heard of he didn't he didn't do shit aside from concede that it sounds like this is literally what it sounds like he conceded that maybe y'all were right <laughs> maybe <laughs> i mean like not completely so someone in with his stature, with his money, with his cars, his homes, his denim jumpsuits. Yeah, so many. I want all of it. Yeah. You made money on our pain. We asked you to stop and you said, fuck you. Yes. And now that this has happened, you're walking your little coward bitch ass back. No, 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 no. You don't get to walk back. Mm -mm. You have to pay. This is how it works. All right? This is America. You do something wrong, (laughs) you pay for it with money, power, status, whatever you got. It's time to pay up. Yeah. I don't give... Apologies don't heal shit. Yes, that's the least you can do Mm -hmm. is apologize, but... It's, and let's what a, not what a, stop there. What a sneaky right? fucking way for Jay Leno to try to become relevant for a moment again. Yeah, fuck you, Jay Leno. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Who and cares? you know, you were joking about maybe he has like an Asian nephew yeah. that like called his ass up. <laughs> Absolutely not. He has some Chinese ass corporate company, I bet, okay? <laughs> Who's like, oh, we're about to give you your own production or whatever the fuck he wants to do. Yeah. 
you know, and, and it, he's doing this because it's financially relevant. Mm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But whatever. I don't. I, he needs to pay. There has to be a fund that he donates to. Okay. Yes. I want to see. I, him I want Jay Leto to become a gold member Patreon subscriber. <laughs> he needs to subscribe to our podcast and our podcast alone if this will ever heal the entire pan Asiatic people of America. I don't know. I don't know what the fucking, you know. Money helps because it redistributes power, which yes. is great, which is what we need. We we're you're attacking vulnerability. We are powerless. So, am I glad that he made this apology? Yeah. I'm not gonna say glad. Yeah. Do I accept it? No. I I'll accept money. Yeah. <laughs> Again. Again, Patreon. I'll accept cars. Yeah. A Patreon or a car, you can drive it over to Peter. He uh, he will DM you his address. Um, I you know what I the only thing that about this this is this is what I feel wary about when we ask for people or white people to like take stock or you know what I mean. I, this is what I feel like happens. These empty gestures that empty are empty gestures that are meaningless and are just like well performative wokeness that to me um, really is almost is more dangerous because that's just putting yeah. a fresh coat of paint on shit and we don't get yeah. the, and when you just have to what you have to do is actually pick up the shit and throw it away like it's still gonna stink yeah it just doesn't it's not as um oh blatantly as offensive right like kind of what you're talking about <laughs> it lies to you um yeah. but i i this is is it it's fine right it's your life we want you to lie we want you to not do this anymore that's good that you're getting rid of what i imagine i guess at this point it sounds like a sizable chunk of your hour that you do on uh, on the road i mean i don't know like why you need to fucking how much of this are you doing in your set that you really need to apologize like this whatever but like and i'm sorry to the people that paid to go see you but like I mean, yeah, me too. I, yeah, I, I'm just saying, like, maybe give those people your money back, the money back. But like, I, I, th- there's a part of that's like, it's yeah, it feels a little empty. It feels a little performative. It feels, but yeah, is it ultimately good? Fuck about. But this. is it ultimately good because now he's publicly admitted that it is not good. So that would deter other comics that perhaps idolize him to not to stop doing those jokes. If there are people, if there are comics out there who idolize Jay Leno, him apologizing will do nothing for their act. All right? Just either go the fuck away or make a real difference. How do you make a real difference? Reach out to someone and put them in power. Yeah. Reach out to, give them your job. Yes. And you go away. Do you know how many people are like, oh, my God, we, we have to change racism in Hollywood. We have to change it. Oh, my God. More people, more diversity programs, more inclusion panels. <laughs> and then all the same money whites keep the same money jobs. And you just have a scrambling around fighting with the next generation of your people. So they have this unearned entitlement 
and they feel like their thing is being taken away because they don't see that people of color are in charge. They see their own people in charge. So of course they're going to feel entitled and get angry and blame us for what's going on. So fuck you, Jay Leno. You could take your apology, all right, to wherever the fuck you keep all them cars and shove it up your white-haired little asshole. <laughs> and that's coming from another white-haired. Hair little asshole. <laughs> so that's like, that's actually something. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming from your own. We have in common. <laughs> I knew we'd find common ground, <laughs> me and Jay Leno. Oh, man. <sighs> You know who else I want an apology from, though? It's two Korean women. Yes, I'm going to say it. Our GOP reps, Representative Kim and Representative Steele. Oh, God. Who have been making the rounds, speaking out against Asian hate crimes. Yeah. Am I happy that we have Korean women in Congress to even broach this at this time? Sure. Yes, I am happy. Does that it kill that me that they're the both case. does it kill me that they're both Republican? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And here's the thing about the fucking hypocrisy of it all is that when y'all's party's president was spewing all this fucking garbage, mm. all right? Steele said nothing and said she 100% supports her president, the leader of her party. Young Kim, I think that's her name, the other one from OC. Yeah, yeah. She was speaking against it and saying, like, this is not good for us. But, you know, also towing the line sure. because you have to. This is what I mean by taking a stand. We don't have to. All right? This fucking Marjorie Taylor whatever the fuck her name is, the QAnon bitch in, in Congress. Oh, my God. A complete whack job. Yeah. And they voted to whether they should strip her of her, whatever the fuck her stuff was. What do they call those things that they participate in committee stuff? Oh, really? Yeah. Steele those are like part did not of vote a, against her. But that's a part of her... Job. That mean like that means that they're that she's so incompetent that they're saying yeah. that for the safety she can't do her job. Yeah, that she cannot do her yeah. for for the country's safety. She's yes. been kept from doing parts of her job. This is how much white women can get away with. <laughs> you can say cuckoo kachoo and be a complete whack job, and everybody will just put you in a little corner and brush your hair for you. And put you in a nice little sundress and situate you in golden hours so you could take that selfie and post it on Instagram, mama, because you're special. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> if and either of these two Korean women were doing what Marjorie Taylor bitch does, get the fuck out of here. She would be expelled immediately. Yeah. Stop it. Stop it, guys. This is stupid. You look stupid. This Representative Kim and Steele, like, 
I don't know how to feel about this because like they're going on CNN and giving speeches, whatever the fuck they're doing, not speeches, interviews. They're doing, yeah, they're doing their talking points. They're going, getting on there. And you're talking about oh, Asian lives. <laughs> we have to protect the Asians. Where were you last year? The fuck are you talking about? Yeah. I mean, it's it's like if you got, it's it's getting this is sort of like if you ha- got a lard on. A platter of lardon, <laughs> but it was on a platter of shit. You know what I mean? Like it's still lardon, but it's on a it's on a platter of shit. Like it's like it's just tough to swallow. You know? You will we eat it? Of course, I'll eat it. Yeah, because lardon. Yeah. And I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, and I just I, found I, out about I, it. Yeah, I just found out about it. I have a hard on for lardon, and I <laughs> will have it. Does is it unfortunate that it's on a platter of shit? Yeah, of course. But that's of life. course. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Well, catch me in the field eating this away from everyone else yes. because I'm fucking <laughs> embarrassed. <laughs> it's I mean, hard. It's, it's, a, it's hard a hard time. It's a hard time that any time, any time that the GOP is allowed and uses performative wokeness, performative um, types of like uh, the fact that they might be in- inclusive, right? The fa- they're they're trying to cover up the yeah. idea that they're their like, policies. Look at, look at the party. We're different. We're yeah. Asians now. Look, there's there's this, this there's my this is my black friend. Like that's the vibe of the entire GOP is. Yes. So this is my yes. black friend, and this is my Asian friend, and this is my uh, Cuban friend, uh, and this is my right. Mexican friend. And oh, um, we have someone that is uh, half whatever else you need them to be. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, that's the please, vibe of the GOP. Please don't hate us. Yeah, that's yeah. the vibe of the GOP. I and mean, I have it my is one also, friend. Yeah, yeah. It is also the Dems. Like, it's the same. Yeah. Come on. Like, there were all. it's all the same. We, we just, like, have it a little... We're just a little... Smarter. That's I mean, there's, there's also, there is also a policy part. Of, no, we're just, sorry. Yeah. We're just a little emotionally smarter. We're yes. just more, a little more empathetic than the other party. Yes. But there's also That's policy it. things that like would, would improve the lives of, to a certain extent, you know, and there are parts of the Democratic Party, particularly the more left leaning parts that are, you know, looking to actually better the lives of the disfranchised and people of color and immigrants. Like that is the entire agenda because they know and what all That's social the future. Yes. Because social scientists right. know that helping and making sure that poor, uh, po- poor people period in this country, helping them means less, uh, means better schools, less crime, less health, crime, healthier people, less longer. mental illness. Yes. Yes. I mean, all of that is for the better of our society. The it's only- just a short term look of conservatism and extreme capitalism that is so. Because they only want the health so- of corporations. They do not care about the health yeah. of the people. And there's it's this, this, this too much. Yeah, there's a perverted idea that somehow more wealth will help the health. And it's simply categorically untrue. It's not something that's ever been proven to be true. So it's a bizarre, the only time that that conservatives like that point to in our country that might seem to imply that it's during the 50s when there was a great deal of parity inside of the economic system. And it's like, yo, that's... Oh, before civil rights? Yeah, Yeah, duh. (laughs) Yeah, when only one type of person can vote? Yeah, (laughs) duh. 
<laughs> I mean, that's exactly it. And that's exactly when it. When the slave work system has just been converted to call it something different, like disenfranchised workers and, you know, taxpayers who can't vote. Yeah. But, but, but the thing sure. is, but that time is also the benefit of one of the largest expansions of social services in this country, which was during the Great Depression, when everybody right. needed it. So when you look at the 50s, that's a, that's a group of people that benefited directly from social services, social benefits. Right. So, and then now they're just taking it away. Yeah. I mean, just the, the memory of Annette, you know, uh, these, these GOPs. Mm. GOPPs? <sighs> I, uh, GOPKs <laughs> now yeah. because they're Koreans. <laughs> GOP Koreans are out here center stage talking about and responding to... You know, like I need Andy Kim out here. Yeah. You know, like talking about this, like giving a face. It's too. I, and you know what? Like I keep thinking about that Korean, so you know, sec, Secret Service member. Yeah, the Biden guy. You yeah. know, like I can't imagine Biden waking up and get, leaving his life, his white ass, rich ass life, to the hands of a Korean American Secret Service member. Yeah, after he's Yo. refused to call it a hate crime. Hate crime? <laughs> Yo, this is... <laughs> you know. It's the tinderbox. You know what I mean? Like, it is just too many layers of Han. Yes, it's not to safe deal with for you. All at once. It's not safe for you. It's not... <laughs> We're trying to help you. We're trying to help you. We're saying it's not safe. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> I need I need some help. Are you ready for uh the uh, Yeah, uh, let's take a break. Let's yeah. take a break and then we'll we'll be back with kick ass Koreans. All right, it's time for Kick-Ass Koreans. Okay, I'll do mine first because yours is actually what I wanted to do. I donated, I did all the stuff, so I have, I can can contrube, contrube it. Um, But mine is a uh, TikTok and Instagram mom. Uh, Her handle is at Jane Park Ang. So it's Jane Park and then A-N-G. So it looks like Jane Park Gang. Okay. Uh, Yes. Yes. She was, um, she's kind of, she's a Asian American, Korean American mom who just has gone really viral after. (gasps) Oh my God. Three million on TikTok. Yes, bitch. Um, wow, really gone viral. Um, she has a bunch of lessons. She has this lesson for her children. She's a mom. She's been giving <gasps> them lessons about anti-Asian violence. And I watched them and I found, I just thought it was one. I was like, okay, bitch, uh, you're doing a lot of worksheets and work with your kids. Okay. Uh-huh. Embarrassing for me. Uh, <laughs> it's like, okay, thank you for letting me know what I'm not doing. Yeah. <laughs> you, need to be, you need to see her every day on a <laughs> daily actually, basis. Yes. So that you may look down at your feet when you brush your teeth. I already How do. How dare you? I do, but I can't stop staring at myself. You know me. I'm in love with my I'm own sorry. reflection. But like I, 
so the conversation she's having with her children, one, frames helped me anyways learn how I want to frame this conversation with my own son. Mm. Um, and, you know, she's also funny and like it's like very cute mom stuff. Like I she was called out by um, uh, our favorite Korean dad, Nick Cho. Um, yes. So she's also a former newscaster who lives in Seattle. And uh, so she's Whoa. like just been putting out, turning on content. And it's like, you know, she's a Korean American mom, just like a second generation kind of style, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like when everyone is speaking English around the dinner table, but you're only eating kimchi. Right, right. Okay. You yeah, know what I, I know mean? the I you know, I know the style. Yeah, yeah, you know the yeah. style. And so, um, having and watching a conversation about anti-Asian racism and violence mm. was incredibly moving. Uh. Um, and just like listening, I mean, this is what's fucked up. We're living in a world where a five-year-old child, mm. a five-year-old Asian kid, has to understand this. Like that mm-hmm. children. Period that children who are people of color have to yes. have this conversation period poc children let's get that straight yes your y'all's white nephews and nieces yes y- they need to hear it yes but they don't need to fear it and that that this is the conversation that they need to learn and there was i was reading this article about how that asian parents now are having to have this conversation mm-hmm. I think most of us just like you kind of learn about how you were other by feel, right? Like the first time someone calls you a chink, someone first time that you feel that hot face, that the hot. Oh my God. Your hot face from someone making a joke. Yeah. Like that first feeling. The fight or flight. Yeah. Because outside of that, you're either going to Korean school. There's like you kind of live a very Korean life. And it's not, it's not until you really go to school or ha- like in another s- space like that that you feel that. But that's when you start to understand your identity, especially at least for me in the Midwest. Um, right. So the fact that they of not being good enough. Yes, or like, and like yeah. really, really that, that not only were you being othered, but like bad. Like there was like all this weight about this world that you have no. Like, it's not like I knew white culture in that way when I was entered first grade. Do you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know about sucky sucky. Like, where would I ever have seen any of that shit? Right, right. You know, like I. No, no. You, your eyes are continuing to open to how systemic the whole thing yes. is. A la driven by media. Yes. But, and, I, but I, didn't, I didn't watch that stuff. So I'm right, six. Right. And so when I hear that, I'm only hearing it in the context of it's supposed to make you feel bad. Right. And it's this thing that. Um, we know because my parents told me about this, mm-hmm. about what Asian women are like, what Asian people are like, what the stereotypes about these things that happen. Because when would I have ever learned about that? Is that like we're watching racist shit, right? Like I'm watching right. Korean t- dramas almost exclusively. So by the time you enter six, you know, by the time I have you're a six, sick obsession with anime Wong movies. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> I think I've really taken her character on. <laughs> you know, like it's just, it's, that's what I mean. So having learning about this conversation felt mm. so, um, sad. And I was also so grateful to, mm. to have her, um, being step for you yes and having her share that with us so check her out beautiful beautiful yeah 
Whew. Okay, Jane Park Hang. Yes. Jane, Jane Park Hang on the socials. All right, my um, my kick-ass Korean is a Korean woman named Esther Lim. Yay! Yes. Uh, she was in the Dongailbo or Dongha.com um, uh, in an article shouting her out for um, her great work in doing a similar thing as what you were talking about with um, Jane Park Kang. She published a 15-page uh, long booklet providing information on the definition of hate crimes, characteristics of hate crime, offenders, what to do when facing an abuse or attack, how to ask for help, how to report a crime. Yes. It's translated into seven languages, including Korean, English, Chinese, Japanese, Thai, Vietnamese, and Spanish. Yes. And she's distributing them for free. Yes. Okay. Um, she is taking donations. To go. To help with that. On, I donate. On, on a yes. GoFundMe. This is great. Yeah. Um, Esther Lim. She, I'm going to quote her. She said, it makes me angry, especially because community leaders don't really do anything tangible about these hate crimes. And um, it's true. And it's something that sh- I feel so strongly about, which is. Living in L.A. in the echoes of um, the Ronnie King beatings and the successive riots um, of the neighboring black and Korean neighborhoods and the destruction we did to each other while the cops surrounded Brentwood and Beverly Hills and uh, wherever fucking Kyle Richards lives. Erica Jane's house. Yes. <laughs> while she's fucking saving ex- exploited money from her husband. Let me not even get into that. But <laughs> yeah, don't get. <laughs> I'm not even gonna get into that because that's too much. I'm gonna just put a little cordon over here. Yes. <laughs> Direct your back, steer the traffic back yes, to. Yes, this way. The Han is releasing too fast. <laughs> but anyway, so you know, I understand where I live, and I. It drives me fucking crazy that white people continue to like leave us to turn on each other because it props up white supremacy. So, um, anyway, go look up what Esther Lim's doing. Um, it's, am- it's amazing. Fund I mean, her. Yes, it's, all that stuff. It's so great. We'll have the link in the in our. In our when we publish this, but the booklet yeah. itself like helps the person actually report the hate crime. So right. the booklet the booklet actually asks like the description of the person who has actually c- committed the crime, wh- the penal code directly, and also everything is in e- each respective language and in simple, simple phrases. Because that's the yeah. thing. It's like this is so mindful. This is such a thoughtful way of helping and serving the community because there's a lot of Korean forms that are also very hard for even Korean people to understand, right? Just like how there are forms that are hard for Americans who even understand English to understand. There can be various types of like things that are entries of, of um, are barriers to entry. So the fact that it's simple, that people can help you, and that it literally lays out how you can commit, how you would report this crime. Um, so that you all you would have to do is take this booklet in and then the, it would, it. and that would be and that would help the police report right. this and very specifically right. as a hate crime. Absolutely. And that's exactly what we need to be doing. Yeah, because that's the invisibility of this thing. 
Yeah. And, and, and we need to keep making precedent that this is happening. And that's what all the stop AAPI hate and all those organizations are doing as well. All those funds are going towards education, um, you know, resources, all of it. Because it's time that we help ourselves. Yeah. And um, that's why I'm going to shout out one more person. A quick, like, kick-ass Korean, but not really, but also, yes, is my little brother, all right, Arlen Kim. <laughs> he's a, he's, my, he's also my kick-ass Korean this week because, you know, he lives in K-Town. Yeah. He's one of these guys. He's a flushing guy. He's he's a townie. Mm-hmm. You know, he he hasn't really seen too much of the world, but he's getting involved in a, a Asian activism, mostly because he's meeting girls. <laughs> but whatever, whatever it takes to get there, he's gotten there. And I, it's time. It's time we start doing what we can. And he is a young, straight man yeah. who's tall. He's like almost six feet, you know, so like, he has Whoa. to use his body. Yeah, he's a tall kid. Yeah. So he has to use, he can use his body to help, and I can too. So we're, we're doing tomorrow. Uh, we, uh, sorry, I guess when you're hearing this is today, Thursday. On Thursday, um, Arlen has joined this thing called the Koreatown Neighborhood Safety Companions, Ooh. which is a, such a cute way to say neighborhood watch. Yes, companions. Safety companions, yes. And it's, it's young like, like people. like what I call a condom. <laughs> Help in the need, uh, in a time of stress. <laughs> um, so we're going to be, yeah, we're going to be neighborhood condoms for each other. Keeping everyone safe from unwanted pregnancies and STIs. Um, and it's going to be a walk. Um, and... and the pictures that he sent me from last week is really empowering. It's, you know, Korean people, Asian people, non-Asian people. It's everyone who wants to really sh- send a message right. of solidarity and um, uh, a stand against fear, which is what I need personally is not to be scared yeah. anymore. Yeah. And the way, you know, I'm learning to do that is through extreme self-empowerment and empowerment of my own community so um, this is a cool thing that's happening in L.A. It might be happening in your neighborhoods, too. If you're interested and if you are able to do stuff like this, I think it's a fun way to meet those people that you never got to meet because you were too busy being one of a few in a bunch of white people. You know what I mean? Like in our industries and in our friend groups and our neighborhoods and our nice zip codes with good schools like all of that you know like it's time that we reinvest in our community because it is the only thing we have is ourselves um and, and uh for la a reporter from la times is going to come down and walk with us and do a little write-up about us so like i think this is a cool way to get get the stuff out and also a cool way to tell the world that we're not what you think you we are and we won't take it anymore and that's it. That's it. All right, folks. Thanks so much for listening. We love you. Uh, stay safe. Stay empowered. And stay vocal. Keep talking about the things that bother you. Uh, you're not alone. We're out here. So we love you. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. 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 Audio.